eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh, and down goes Jordan Smith for the second time in this race. Kickstart, Kenny wins! I don't win that much anymore, you know what I mean? Like... Hello, everyone. Welcome to Title 24 this week, presented by NBC Sports. Uh, myself, Ryan Villapoto, uh, here to give you the goods this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a great show on tap. A lot of, a lot of stuff went down this uh, this weekend. Not a lot of drama. Uh, we're excited to talk about. It. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Can't wait to hear what uh, RV has to say uh, before we get going. Like we, uh, like we always do. We got to thank our uh, incredible partners, United Motorsports, Boxo. Quadlock and of course Dunlop Tires. Um, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we got uh, some segments built in our uh, our show to to give those guys some credit, talk about their great products, and uh, get you guys familiar with all of them. So, uh, man, it was a uh, it was a good race this weekend. RV, I always loved gl- uh, going to Glendale. Clearly, it's a a, a fast track. Um, your uh, your your take, like. Overall, what did you think of it? Did you like the track? Did you not like the track? Was there anything that stood out to you that you want to rip the Band-Aid off on right now? Well, I mean, like you said, it was uh, going Phoenix there, Glendale, um, yep. the biggest floor we have. You know, dude, that one rhythm section was was uh, was super long. I think I, I think I thought I heard 16, 16 jumps in that thing, and a lot of those yeah, were all yeah yeah yep. five footers you know so and when we mm-hmm. talk about five footers we kind of talk about five foot tall by the base being five foot wide too and then we call the littler ones three footers but yeah that's a that's a lot of jumps in that rhythm section so that was that was pretty cool to see um dude those guys had to have their timing on point and not forget where they were in that rhythm section um you know we got to see uh nate thrasher go down in that rhythm section just coming up short on the on one of those combinations, um, you know, mid, mid straightaway down that long, long rhythm section. So, uh, you had to really stay on your toes there, not for, kind of forget where you were, but other than, nonetheless, track was tough, typical, uh, um, Glendale, really slippery, hard, uh, but also some pretty good areas yeah. where it is a little bit tacky. The turns got rutted up, I think a little more than kind of normal than we've maybe saw that, that than what we can see sometimes in, and Arizona there, sometimes it's very blue groove and just hard. Um, yeah. Good, good racing, good racing surface there that, that we saw at, at Glendale. Hey, dude, like watching you and your career and your riding style, do you feel like, did you like those style tracks over like what, how, over how Detroit was? 
Um, I did. I kind of liked. Uh, I, I did like the um, the faster stuff. Faster tempo. Like, faster, but also the 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 material, the dirt that you could really kind of slide around mm. on. Um, really have to trust the sides of your tires. Where we saw Jordan Smith go down there on the like coming onto the start straight there, uh, coming across. I mean, yeah. that thing was just like ice right there. So if you can be right. quick in those those spots on the track and hold actually inside of, of a lot of the riders, um, you know, you can make a lot of good, uh, uh, make some good headway, potentially some good passes there. Right. Um, one of our fans, uh, as far as the track, had a question for us. Um, Reyes um, asks, why do you guys think that uh, no one quadded anything, especially uh, on a rhythm lane so long? I mean, what you? I, I haven't asked you this, RV. So, why do you think we didn't see anyone quadding anything? Go for it with the well, rhythm. Lane. I mean, watching that, watching that rhythm section all night throughout mm-hmm. race day live, the, the the day program, and then into the night show and into yep. the main broadcast. Like those guys, a lot of those rhythm sections. Yeah, were they holding those four fifties like wide open? No, they weren't. But um, it wasn't a slow rhythm section. So, if you would have popped off a quad in there, it would have been massive 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 right so and we got to see some um uh in the presser with that was one of the questions that uh jason anderson got asked and answered too um you know look these guys don't want to have to jump the quad if it's available i felt like in that rhythm section watching every one of the riders from jet all the way down um Maybe there was potential to do it, but for me, I thought what they were doing was was already kind of gnarly, you know, like keeping mm-hmm. keeping track oh, of where yeah. you were. The one, <clears throat> the specific jump I was talking about with Thrasher, some of the those guys were seat bouncing it. Some guys were standing up through it. So that one obviously had a smaller takeoff. Um, and as you start to generate more speed through that rhythm section and you get towards the end there, um, it becomes a little harder to time once you get over a certain mile per hour, you know, like as, yeah. as you're then trying to modulate the throttle where if you can stay, you know, third gear through that entire rhythm section and kind of have an equal throttle through every yeah. triple. Um, <clears throat> I think it's just, it's easier. It's safer. Um, as soon as you pop off one of those quads, you're automatically going like five to 10 miles an hour quicker at the end of the straightaway, you know? And then as you know, RV and all of our viewers and listeners, well, those speeds start going up. And then when you quad and if you make, if, if you mess up and you case something when you're quadding, you have so much speed, so much height that in, you mo more times than not, you're not going to ride it out. There's no, no. there's no shot what, what <laughs> whatsoever. I will say this. Uh, I'm a little bit older. You you never raced um, at the pinnacle of the sport on a two-stroke. Now, you have ridden Supercross, two-stroke yep. on a Supercross. That's where the two-stroke was nice and longer lanes like that, RV, because you could just – you didn't have to worry about the speed as much because you could hit everything, especially triples like tapped in, uh, in, in Pretty second much so you just, exactly. You didn't. Yeah. So timing things, uh, yeah, you had to time stuff, but it was a little easier because you just, you were pretty much tapped out in second. Yeah. And so that's that was nice. Like with was, 50, like they have so much get up and go. You come yeah. out of a turn or in that rhythm section, you give her a little too much of the berries, you're going to end up like, <laughs> you know, overshooting or, you know, like you, like you said, it really comes down to a critical situation when you do, when you are generating that much speed and that much height and you're, and you land on one of those jumps. And if it would have been, um, you know, a landing on a five footer or even the three footers, the smaller ones, 
and you come to a dead stop, like you are going down, you know, and it's going to be pretty, yeah. pretty catastrophic, not to mention your ankles and everything else right. that if you case those things. So yeah, um, I'm glad, I'm glad that there was no quads. Um, Me too. In that section. Me too. I thought that, you know, there was, uh, I think Kenny was doing a little bit different combination in there. Yeah, which uh, Jet was. Jet. Yep, I was. think I watched Jet do this RV in in practice. He was quietly doing it, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna hold this to the main event. But he would come out of that first corner. He would double instead of like roll and then single up onto that like step mm-hmm. up tabletop thing they had. He would like hit that little roller on the inside. He would double, then backside that tabletop, and then go three, three, three three single, single but he's yeah. kept, he kept he i think he was sizing up the quad into the corner I, that's what i think he was doing um so he ne- end, he ended up never doing it uh but at, but while and and for the record i i um i'm with you on the quads you know i know a lot of people have opinions on rhythm lanes and whoops and lengths and all that i i think quad like anytime there's a quad i i i think that is a recipe for disaster i second you on that uh speaking of quads enough of uh, uh rv and i talking about it the man, Jason Anderson, which had a great ride this weekend, he uh, he tells us about the quad and why uh, why he doesn't like them or didn't do them. Yeah, but to be honest, nowadays with quads or anything like that, I'm not going to be the first one to hit them. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm too old. And to be honest, I thought um, all day I thought we were going to go uh, the line that Kenny was doing where he jumped off the thing and then was going 3-3. I was waiting for someone to go big to big. And... Honestly, that type of stuff at the age I'm at right now just gives me anxiety. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I feel like, to be honest, right now, a, a 450 motorcycle, those quads are relatively easy. It's just the the amount of error that is involved with maybe it going bad or anything like that. I'm thankful that no one was willing to take that risk because then we would all just start doing it, you know? Well, nowadays you can actually over jump stuff on the 450, and oh, that's dude. what makes it tough, the timing side of things, yeah. Dude, okay. Right he, he did hey. exactly what we were talking about. And and for the record, all of our viewers and listeners, I haven't even seen that sound bite until right yep. now. So I'm not basing what RV and I were talking about. RV, I don't think you saw it either. And if did you see that? Have you seen I, that? I, I saw it right before our show. But yes, I. Um, yeah. That is fact right there. We both spoke on it. All three of us spoke on it. Kenny's actually four of us. You know, Jason, Kenny, and and myself, and your and and you. So. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. Uh, these bikes have so much power. The timing is the critical part. And oh. like Jason said, it was big to big. It wasn't big to a, to a, to a smaller one, to a three footer. Like I was talking about, it was, it was a five footer to a five footer. If you were to actually step that off, you're probably looking at close to 70, 70 something feet in the middle of a rhythm section. Um, you know, carrying all that speed. So if there were a mistake at that speed, it's very, very catastrophic. So um, like he said, I was, I was glad that nobody did it. I thought it kept the racing close because as soon as somebody pops off one of those quads, yep. Yep. Um, it's automatically like half a second a lap. And then you can, your brace, your race could be get broke up and pull away or like one mistake. You could have a guy completely out of the series um, yep. if, he, if he falters on, on a quad like that. Right. Uh, shifting gears to the uh, 450. We're going to get into the nuts and bolts here. Uh, if you haven't yet, check over, uh, go over to unitedmotorsports.com. Uh, check their website out. Um, 
They got a great website, just a great company, uh, six locations across Ohio and Kentucky. And remember, uh, hit the, uh, if you're watching right here, go to uh, www.unitedmotorsports.com slash title 24. Um, they are doing a, a one-time deal where when you sign up, you get $15 credit uh, to your first purchase. And then they're going to be picking out winners each week to give an additional 50 bucks uh, to, to, to a purchase. So uh, really cool what United Motorsports is doing. And uh, we appreciate you. And with that said, that leads us to the uh, United Motorsports moment of the night and RV, of course. Uh, you know it's going to be Ken Roxon, just an incredible win. Uh, does it come as a surprise? Heck no, it doesn't. I mean, you go back to A1. I was talking to my dad yesterday about this, and, you know, like, go back to Anaheim 1. The guy crushed it uh, in the heat race. Then he goes down, and then kind of he's been in a slump ever since then, I feel like. So uh, on paper, um, isn't a true result of just how well he's been riding and what his, he's capable of just uh, – Dude made it happen. I mean, did it come to surprises you, or like, what did you think when you were watching Kenny? I, I I figure I figured before the season started, we had Kenny with with one to three wins. Um, at you know nice. when this thing all wraps up in the end, um, rode really well, like you said at Anaheim one. Then we had our two mud races. Um, I, I, it was bound to happen. You know, getting putting himself in in a good position off the line and and riding the way Kenny can ride and. And I look. I think that that track, um, Glendale, that might have been. It might have suited his 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 riding styles a little. You know, Kenny very smooth on the throttle. Um, his whoop speed. I thought his his motorcycle in the whoops this weekend. I thought was maybe some of the best motorcycle. Maybe one of the best motorcycles out there. Um, yeah, for sure. Especially heat race qualifier. Like he he was able to yeah. just blaze a trail through the whoops faster than 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 most. So. Looked like the bike was working well. Um, Kenny was in, in in good headspace. He rode phenomenal. Zero mistakes. Um, and I, I that's the Kenny that that we know. And I think I think he can do it again too. I think he's gonna he's gonna win a couple more in this in, by the end of our uh, by the end we time we wrap this series up. Um, yeah. But he's looking well. The Suzuki's is 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 working well too. Um, it's it look it's it's pretty. I said this last year. It's really cool to see. Um, this is that HB Suzuki team and, and, and them yeah. coming together and, and <clears throat> Dustin pipes and his dad putting that thing together with progressive and uh, man, they, they got a couple wins this, you know, uh, from last year and this year, the seasons, and they're going to keep building on it. So it's, it's cool to see. Yeah. That team's done a uh, great job and, and RV, you talked about them a lot last year. It was, you know, their first year getting going. They got some great guys there. Um, Larry Brooks uh, in particular, um, with his history and the amount of success and legends uh, within the industry that he's worked with, riders, uh, you know, guys like Jeremy McGrath, Chad Reed. Uh, he's got a lot of wins and championships, especially in Supercross. So uh, those guys know what they're doing, and it's cool to see. Uh, d- let me ask you this. Do you when – I, when I listen to Kenny, and it's almost like he, he says, like, he you know, he knows he doesn't uh, – he doesn't win that much anymore. I don't think he said that exactly, but something uh, along those lines. Like, what's your take on his, him, him, him mentally, and, and why do you think that it's it's a surprise for him to to win, and why do you think that he doesn't almost like believe in himself that he can't go on and crack off, you know, four to four to six wins? Why why do you think that? Ah, uh, man, I think he's chosen a little different road um, than than the typical, um, you know, Supercross, Motocross, Eli Tomax of the world. Um, 
you know, he's, he's bounced around from, from world supercross to now, um, super motocross. And he jumped into high point last year. Um, you know, so, and I also think that, look, he's got two kids, he's older, he's been in this game for a long time. Um, I think I I like his mentality, his thinking, and, Mm -hmm. you know, sure. If, if a championship was there for the taking, you're going to have Kenny take that. You're going to have to give him a really good shot that shot at but right mm-hmm. now, as he sits, right, he, uh, I think the points are he's twenty-ish or eighteen or so down. Um, yep. You know, so decent gap, uh, not not completely out of it, but essentially out of it. I think he's in a he's in a yeah fifteen down for Kenny right now. Um, yeah, looking I, at the points, yeah, realistic with what he is capable of doing. He knows he's capable of winning, but maybe he he. he he's just not in it for that long haul. And I think that's also one of the reasons why he's chosen to race this different series and races and, and not, um, you know, just not the cookie cutter supercross motocross. Um, he's, he's bouncing around. So I think it's a mentality thing. I think it's where he's at in his life, where he's at with his family and his career. He still loves racing. He can win a race. We just watched him knock down, knock down the, his first win of the season. Kick, yeah. kick, I mean, dude, he, he whipped everyone. I mean, he put on yeah. a clinic. He put yep. on an absolute yeah. clinic. So, I, you know, I, I think it's just probably a little bit of a mentality thing. I think he, if it, like I said, if it's there for the taking, he's going to take it. But I also think that Kenny's been in this game long enough. He's had some gnarly injuries. He's able to been able to come back from those injuries um, and still be able to be one of the top guys. But maybe he just isn't really, you know, like I said, dude. in it for the like the championship like really gonna put put it all out on the line if that makes sense yeah dude it, it totally does it makes a, it makes a hundred percent sense um one thing before i get into uh aaron plessinger um i i want to i want to give ken a shout out so uh if if you if you guys haven't watched the smx insiders post-race show go do it uh will christian talks to kenny about uh you know the the bike setup and and listen it's it's no secret um if you guys are in the trenches in supercross and motocross rv you know how it was so when he was at rch it was uh dude it was a roughy road 120 percent. now we can laugh and joke about it kenny and i and and everyone over there uh there was some massive heartburn kenny was young um but what he said to will is he's like listen i haven't changed my bike much and, uh, you know, if, if I go to the track and I'm not feeling too comfortable, instead of changing the bike, I would, ra- I would rather make the adjustment myself. And I was thinking, I'm like, damn, dude, why didn't you have that approach when, when you were at RCH? It's kind of like, because I would tell him, you know, I'm like, listen, dude, I know you want your bike to work a certain way. It's not going to work that way. So yeah. like, can you like, you know how it is, RV. Yeah. You, you, you have, sometimes you just have to, you have to adjust what you're doing based on how your bike is handling. hundred percent. And, and a lot of, like, oh, it's got to, no, it's got to yeah. work this way. I'm like, dude, it's not going to stop thinking like that. And uh, yeah. so, Kenny, I just want to tell you, great job. I, I, I know. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say I know, but RV, it's got to be so much easier on him mentally having that approach. Like, okay, listen, I know the bike's only going to work a certain way, so I just need to. I need to change what I'm doing. I'm happy for Kenny, um, as far as that goes, right? I mean, yeah, no, hundred percent. And to your point of 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 you know, there's some of these motorcycles do things really, really well, and they do other other places on the track they're not so well. Um, and if you fix where they're not so well and it, they, a lot of times where they were good, they're not good anymore. Right. 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can only get the motorcycle so good. Um, and like you, like you said, Kenny, instead of just chasing the motorcycle, he's maybe saying, okay, I, this bike doesn't go well in that line, or I have to adjust just like back to my old Kawasaki. It liked to ride the outsides a lot. It was very hard to get that motorcycle to go inside and ride the lines. Right. I would never ride the, really the ride the lines Dunge would ride mm -hmm. in Supercross because the motorcycle really didn't do it well. So right. you, you got to know that and, 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 and realize that and be okay with, Hey, I'm just going to have to do it like this, not try to right. critique, change that motorcycle and to make it do something mm -hmm. that, uh, it may not really like to do. Yep. Good stuff, Kenny. Um, Hey, TDS 404. Uh, is there anything that's going to stop Kenny now that his confidence just went to the moon? I mean, I think the only thing that's going to stop him is himself and yeah. some other great riders. Listen, the field is so deep and we're going to talk about this. I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't sit here and tell you what is going to stop him. I mean, dude, he's good. I don't, I don't think that, uh, I wouldn't say that he will get on a roll by any stretch, but, uh, I, I mean, I don't, that's a, that's a good question, right? Yeah. Like yeah, Kenny's got to just look, he's got to put himself in good starting positions. Every, every, every main event start. And we, we've talked about this. We, we, we beat the death horse all the time. It's starting position every yeah. single weekend. If you, I don't care who you are. We've just watched jet now, not get off the line the last few weekends, where, you know, up front, um, and you can see even of Jets, Jets caliber, how hard it is to come through the pack, how hard it is to, to race these guys and, and, and make the moves and, and, and come through the pack like, uh, to get to the front. You know, it's just not going to happen. So you got to put yourself in a good starting position. So I think any one of these guys, but we're talking about Kenny and this topic is Kenny. He's got to put himself up front, good starting yeah, position. Yeah, he does. did right there. And I think he has more shots, like I said, to win more races this season. And last thing on uh, on on Ken Brandon Benham asks: Do you think Kenny would uh, be winning races or ride as good as he is if he wasn't on a Suzuki? For the record, I th I think he'd be doing exactly the same. So, what what's your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think that uh, look, Kenny Kenny has been at the been on the factory side um, for many many years, and now he's like semi factory. Call it. Uh, um, I personally kind of like where he's at. I think that it gels with his vibe, who he is as a person. He, yes, is he serious? He is a serious, um, you know, racer when it comes to race time, but Kenny also likes to have fun and joke around and freedom. And, yep. And for the freedom and, and this AGB Suzuki might be exactly, you know, the perfect mesh of being able to be, have a, a decent enough platform and motorcycle but also have the leeway he wants, um, you know, on the political side with, with, with the teams and, and, and sponsors and things like that. It's, it's definitely more free over there than, than it would be anywhere else. And I think that, that he gels with that. That's something that he, that he wanted, I believe. Um, as far as Jet and Eli goes, like what uh, we got, before we roll the sound, I want to get uh, yeah. your, um, your ideas and your thoughts on the, the battle between Jet and Eli, um, what, what did you think of that? Did you, or did you, you may not even have thought of anything. Um, I thought it was good to see. I got to see the presser of, of, of jet talking about, you know, Eli and racing Eli Tomac and, and passing Eli Tomac. Um, you know, I think that's, you know, we have, we, we have such, um, <laughs> different, you know, uh, age and a huge age gap, right. You have a young kid yeah. coming up and you have Eli 
basically kind of on his way out. This is one of his, you know, potentially his last season. He hasn't really talked about it, but it could be we right now is what we could be seeing one of one, his last season yeah. and a hell of a season at that. Um, you know, I know a lot of, uh, um, you know, people are kind of giving him some, you know, I watched got on vital and it's like, man, Eli should retire. Do you really understand what you guys are talking about when you say? Hell you should, no, they don't. You know, no, what I mean? they don't. They don't. You know, I mean, yes. Is he on form, old Eli? What we saw last year before being hurt? No, he's not. Not yet. But he's still one of the one of the best damn riders out there. And give the guy some slack. Give the guy some more leeway. And if he ends up sticking kind of where he's at and finishes out his career where he's at, that's still uh, that's still one hell of a season to to finish your career on so well um, yeah absolutely dude and you just got me dude i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna blow my top right now just because i was thinking (laughs) about this this morning i'm like getting ready kind of mentally preparing and i'm doing my workout and i'm thinking you know like to your point you got on the you got on the on the boards and people just you know they're chirping and here's the thing okay think of how think if eli didn't race this season and he went out the way that he did. Think of, take everything into consideration. Think of the type of competitor that Eli is. Think of what he's accomplished and just, you know, what he is as a whole, as an athlete. He said in the off season, he didn't want to go out that way. Okay. And that he wanted to go out there and give it another shot. Okay. I would rather him do what he is doing than have not, or it have ended the way that it did. So, listen, is it working out the way that uh, that he was is hoping right now? Probably not. Is huh. it still early? Uh, it's getting it's getting a little too late in the season. You know, we only got what one more race, two more races, and we're halfway through the Monster Energy Supercross series. So, yeah. Uh, but but. At, after that, if he doesn't figure it out and he doesn't get to where he was last year, who cares? Mm. Dude, he's going out there. He's doing the best that he can do. And you know what? That's all you can ask from the guy. It's a completely different season. This season is is top of the history charts as far as competitiveness and how close the championship battle is. One of those reasons is because, knock on wood, because so many guys are staying healthy. healthy so it's yep. going to be it, it in, in nature is going to be harder for that guy. Get like, give him, give him, a, give the man a break. I think he's doing all right. And you know what? Yeah. If he's not the Eli of old, who cares? At least he, at least he's not a quitter and he wanted to go out and, and give it another that he's try. Still out there. Yeah. Be thankful that he's still out there, that he's still putting right, on his Right, dude. It's like, come on, really man. Like, right, right. Yeah. And you know what? If, if he gets going, great what that'd be a hell of a story and it'll be great for the sport and then he can retire for for everything that i'm hearing i i feel like this is going to be his last season yep uh but you know what i command the dude for going out there and, and and wanting to go out on his own terms and not ending it the way that it ended last year for him in denver and uh you know what if he doesn't reach the true uh peak of where he once was probably not going to who cares? He's still a bad man, and he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of of the sport. He's the second winning a Supercross racer um, as far as wins go of all yep. time behind the king of Supercross. So, man, I just get off the dude's back. And, and what you said, RV, embrace the dude. Be pumped for him. Yeah, wow. and not to mention, guys, he's already got uh, one Triple Crown win. It's not an overall yet, but um, mm-hmm. – 
but yeah. it's, it's, it's a gate drop against all the same dudes. And he's, he ended up on top of the top of the uh, top of that step in, in one, in the third triple crown at Anaheim too. So the guy's not far off. Um, yeah. I think he ain't no scrub, bro. Uh, and, and everybody's got to, uh, if this is what you're watching of his last uh, hurrah, you better be thankful for it because it, it's going to be it's going to be gone and over with. Um, and everybody right. then pretty soon you'll be back on vital everybody and been like, man, I wish Eli was back there. I see that all the time, man. I wish you were racing. You know, it's like, yeah, well, it's it's long gone now, buddy. So, um, yeah. um so that that was a uh, dude, awesome stuff. Um, I agree with you. So kind of like what we were talking about with the quad. Um, you know, uh, RV and I just sitting on our couches, retired, talking about what could have, should have, what we would have done back in our day mm-hmm. or not have done back in the day. Jet Lawrence talks about racing Eli and what that was like, because in the off season, Eli had said, or pardon me, uh, Jet had said that uh, he looked forward to racing Eli. And you got to think about this is Jet has never when we roll this tape, you got to keep this in mind that Jets really never raced with Eli very much battling, okay, and learning what Eli does, maybe learning what Eli doesn't do. So just keep that in mind, even though there's been, what, six six races uh, throughout the series. Yep. Um, roll the tape, and let's see what Jet says about uh, racing Eli. It was just kind of learning this, uh, obviously, how he kind of flows and kind of learning where – kind of the kink in the armor could be almost and um it was cool like I kind of like it was cool to kind of follow him because like uh obviously nowadays it's not like the, the the exact same as the beast as it used to be um but it's still it's still Eli Tomax it was kind of cool to follow him just learn off him and, and this kind of uh I just got close enough of where we can kind of maybe make a a pass and uh, I was looking forward to a battle but I was able to kind of just get on the inside of him a little bit and give a still leave a bit of room and then kind of just put my head down and just keep on clicking the laps off and I got a got a safety kind of safety net with a bit of a gap and just I uh, kept on trying to see if I can chip away to Jason but I just end up running out of time. Mm-hmm. What do you think, RV? Yeah, no, I, I look like you said they haven't really got to Jet hasn't really got to follow um, Eli right. very much. Um, and like I had mentioned when this started, this topic was, is, is, mm-hmm. is the age gap is the maturity gap. Um, the amount of races that Eli has under his belt versus versus jet. So, um, you know, look, we got a, for the viewers watching, we got jet and, and, uh, Eli you can look, Eli just kind of yeah, went outside, didn't really fight him for it. You know, I think he knew it was coming. Um, that's the veteran and Eli, if he could stick with him and, and, and keep pressure on him. But I don't think he wanted to, uh, you know, have Jet behind him. I'd, you know, he he re- rolls reversed. He wanted to be the follower behind Jet there, and maybe he could learn something and see where he can elevate his speed a little bit. You know, that's what I yeah. think Eli's missing right now is just the just the speed necessarily isn't there. He doesn't want to hang it out as much, maybe. Um, as we've seen in the past. And uh, I thought it was a good, good interview from jet. You know, Um, you think they're going to, you think they're going to beat him up as far as like what he said, he's not the, I think they might be old. Yep. I, I think they're, I think the fans might beat him up a little bit. You know, I, I, I chalk that up to once again is, is uh, you know, just being young and not being in that position. I thought I, I, I read between the lines. I, I hear what jet is saying. He's, he's stoked to be able to, to ride with Eli and, and uh and see where his maybe weak points are 
but nonetheless, he, he was able to make a quick move on him and, and pull away. So um, I'm hoping to see that we're going to, that Eli, it, he's not out of the game just yet, but I want to no, see if he can, if he can bridge that gap and we, you know, not even for the championship's sake, but just for, for race wins and see if he mm-hmm. can, see if he can get back in there and solidify himself as, as uh, you know, win some more of these races on his, on his way out. If it is, if it is his last one. Yeah, I, I would say this much. And uh, if that was for the win, that pass was for the lead, I should say. Um, you know, you talk about the changing of the guard. I think that was one of the topics uh, of the opening of the show in Anaheim RV is like, it, have we seen a changing of the guard? And if I'm Eli, I would have been pissed. I'm like, why are you guys just chalking it up as there is a changing of the guard? And does Eli feel like that? Mm. And I, I don't feel like that was a changing of the guard type of move because it wasn't for the win. It was late in the race. And I think to your point also is that, yeah, there was an element there where Eli was probably like, let me, let me follow this dude in, in, for as long as I can and see what he's doing. And maybe I can learn something that's going to help me get back in the position to be in this championship battle. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was, uh, um cd hd hl 230 that's a heck of a uh, uh handle there uh why didn't eli put up much of a fight against jet and basically let him buy rv you answered it uh you said exactly right what what you thought and why he did mm-hmm. that ebay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I like, uh, I like Cooper Webb, bro. Um, Cooper Webb, he says, um, he rode like, you know, the emoji, crap emoji, and, yeah. um, like I, I, I was thinking uh, we're watching some video of, of Cooper. Uh, he's in front of Chase Sexton right now. And yeah, he just uh, a lackluster performance. But historically, he's never been good here. Myself, personally, I feel like be- because he's never been good here. And I wanted to ask you this, RV. Do you feel like maybe the, the tempo and the faster track doesn't suit his style? Do you think there's any um, validation to that to that that comment or not or not really? Yeah, I, I look at, like it's historically he hasn't done the greatest on hard pack is probably what I'm yep. going to go with. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys, if, if anybody ever really watched Coop come into in, into his turns, watch how aggressive, how strong he 
he puts on the front brake, right? So his riding style is, 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 you know, um, very aggressive. Isn't the word, but he knows how to turn that motorcycle. He knows how to bring that, that, that motorcycle in there under major load under the front wheel. And when it's slippery like this, when it's that type of dirt, that texture, um, you know, maybe he's just not as comfortable as, you know, once we get to the East coast where he can really dive in there and grab that front brake. I've heard in the past through the pits, of like there's nobody that 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 uses the front brake as much or as as hard as he does um i've heard it's pretty um carlos actually when he was at at red bull ktm he had Uh mentioned that to me he goes the guy uses the front brake like on like massive amounts of power in it and and so potentially that's what it is but you know i think that that uh that wasn't a bad showing that wasn't a bad outing for him i think He's still in this thing for, you know, I think guys need to don't sleep on Coop because he's once we get back east, we get to Daytona, we get where, you know, um, where the dirt tends to be a little more tacky, where those very inside lines um, are really strong, where Coop's really strong on those very tight inside lines. Um, I think we're going to see him, um, you know, get some more of these wins. Yeah, I think um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, um I what'd you think of that move by uh, by Coop just using up using up the track on Jet? Yeah, right here. What do you think of that sand turn here? Um, I've free game, buddy. Like you know, you're out there out on the outside. You know, Jet. um, You know, I don't think it was dirty by no means. Uh, Coop kind of made a little mistake there. He ran him out into the sand out out to the out wide. um, I'm that is that's a I would have done it to him exactly. (laughs) That's a big drag, right? heads up racing knowing what's what's happening running them out wide using up all the track and uh you know end up having jet go off the track and jump back on obviously right there in front of mechanics area but nothing nothing too crazy i know i think i saw a comment of like ah off the track and he's back on the gas well he was literally off the track for like five feet right That that was the safest point of entry back onto the track um and he just followed suit right back into the pack that was behind him yeah, and and I feel like the AMA, uh, they you know when you get knocked off the track or pushed off the track, it's a little different than self induced, where like where you're making yeah. a mistake and you go off the track. Like that was kind exactly. of I mean everything is a racing incident. I know like the you know the the, the people on the boards are going to chew us up for that if we if we make the wrong uh, the wrong call here. But at the end of the day, uh, he lost positions, um, as you'll see. Uh, that probably would uh, would help the situation. Look, I mean, the dude is completely out of control right there. So anyhow, um, uh, I got to give massive props to Chase Sexton uh, RV for a couple of reasons. Number one, letting us all know that uh, he was a little banged up because if he hadn't, I mean, we would have been chewing him apart right now and him yep. riding right riding like a scrub so uh thank you very much uh chase sexton for being open and honest i guarantee you uh you saying that and us sharing it on the broadcast um uh didn't change uh, didn't change uh anyone's race strategy i don't believe and uh it didn't uh hurt you uh in any way shape or form as far as results go and it was able it gave us an opportunity rv to just say hey look dude go out there do the best you can and you know, we made him look like a hero or or didn't didn't have to wonder why he wasn't performing at the top level. What I mean, what did 
do you even want to comment on on how he rode or what? Like, what he rode well, you know, dealing with a bone contusion, especially on that track, the high speed, how hard it is too, like the 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 dirt being very hard and blue groove. The feedback through the motorcycle is much more than on say like Detroit, right, where the dirt's a lot mm-hmm. softer. So um, probably a, a major struggle for him, but. He went out there um, and and left it all out there on the track. You know, I'm sure when I'm sure he wasn't stoked with the ride, um, but they he 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 did what he had to do and, and stayed in it, kept this thing alive for himself. Mm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how long that sticks around. You know, if that's a nagging yep. injury, it does it. You know, if, is it a week and then it's it, we're back to kind of normal, or is this going to be something that we that he has to deal with through a couple rounds because. Um, if he has to deal with something like that, you know, hand injury through a couple rounds, um, mm-hmm. and we have a couple off nights, like we saw him be par for the course because of his hand, um, yep. that's going to be pretty devastating in, in the championship hunt and the points, you know? So, uh, let's, let's hope let's, uh, let's get the red light therapy. Let's get the ice bath, whatever we're going to do, whatever he needs. Um, and let's try to get that thing healed up. So we don't, uh, so he doesn't lose any more, any, gr- any more ground. Hey, I, I bought a, a little red light therapy machine. Oh, nice. Do you do you believe in the red light therapy? Are you a, are you a fan? Um, yeah, I think I, I I've never I haven't spent a lot of time. Yes, I believe in all that stuff. Doc G's got all the all the good stuff. Um, he's got all the toys. Yeah, he's right? got all the toys. So, um, hey, hey, RV, dude, you called it here on Title Twenty Four before the series started. We were role playing and. You know, being you know, being like the keyboard warriors, and I heard something this week about Chase Sexton, and I don't know if you've heard it already, but I, I just got to bring it up because we need some drama. Do you think? Yeah. Are you you know what I you think? I don't you know. know. I know this is news to me. I heard that. Uh, I heard that he's at the Baker Factory now. Oh, is that what you heard? Yep. I, okay. I heard that you said, "Hey, you gave him." five to six races and if things weren't going the way that yep. they needed to be going he'd be back there now i don't yep. think that he is i don't think he's working with uh with eldon uh but full time or or yeah know. but i heard i heard some rumblings that okay. uh yep that he was yeah, back at I'm the uh, you called I, it I, here you called yep. it yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, I maybe some of the fans are you know disagree, but I think that uh, that's something that Chase needs to explore. Um, I honestly do think he needs to explore that avenue with Eldon. Um, ah, I think he did okay. long enough, uh, and it's 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 worked pretty well for him. But I I do think that maybe. Um, I, I know Peter Park, love Peter Park. Um, I think he's he's really, really intelligent with it, it, on the training side. But I also think that having Eldon in your corner that has gone through yourself, that has gone through James, that has gone through me, has that has gone through Dungey, um, you know, there, that's unreplaceable knowledge. Um, and I think where Chase is at in his career, um, you know, he's not he's not a young kid. He's he's very established. He knows how to work hard. He's already unbelievably fit, but where are the chinks and can Eldon identify those because he's had five successful um, riders from yourself all the way up through me, Dunge and James, I had said, um, can he get chase that extra two to 5% that he needs to be one of the best riders to swing a leg over a bike? 
Dude, that is an incredible analysis, RV. I didn't oh. even that thought never even crossed my mind. And I gotta tell you, I I completely agree with that. And what what sucks too, like is like you talking about Peter and Peter Park and, and, and who who does all his off bike stuff is uh-huh. like he that guy is bright. I've had opportunities to uh chat with him at length uh when he was working with Kenny back in the RCH days and just yep. a super intelligent guy and uh I kind of believe in, in in what he does, uh, a lot of things in, in what he does in, in his training uh program. So yeah, I, I dude that that is 100% validation uh i i agree with what you're saying yep wow, I that, i'm kind of i'm just sitting here thinking like wow yeah I, I i do i think i think that i think that he needs to explore that option i think that 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 potentially even just from the mental side um to have to have somebody like eldon in his corner like i said i love peter park i know he's he's really good at what he does but uh peter also is off bike only pretty much right he's yes he's a familiar with motocross he's familiar with what we do in supercross um but you cannot discount the years and years and years of that eldon has spent with yourself james dunge and myself and we've all been champions through and have the highs and through the lows that he's had to deal with and i think that that is something chase needs to do i i, I think he needs to start tomorrow yep um you called it that's right man rv you did i i think it was it may have been on our uh lead up our po- our uh, pre-show for yep. uh a1 opener and we were you're, you're gonna say five to six rounds and if if the if the train ain't moving in the right direction he's gonna be back yep you you nailed it um all right dude that's enough we got we have a lot of meat here for the uh the 250 uh again just a quick uh recap on the uh the 450 class it in history this is one of the best uh seasons most competitive we've seen seasons we have seen in decades uh dating all the way back to the the mid 80s with rj uh omera wardy glover all those guys and, and and bailey so uh everybody you know what we could sit here and be lying to you if we thought we knew who we were going to win uh it's just a hell of a year to be a fan and 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 tune in and and see who's uh who's gonna who's gonna rise to the occasion uh for the 250 dude rj looked pretty darn comfortable in the main event he had some scares uh in qualifying practice but really i mean he rode like the veteran he is and uh was very impressive I thought. Yep, he did. He um he was able to break Eli, uh, or not Eli. Sorry, uh, Levi. He was able to break Levi. Um, yep. You know, I thought uh, I was hoping that I was hoping Levi was going to be able to remount and uh, remount to charge to to bridge the gap up and have have one hell of a race, um, but he wasn't. So RJ was was uh, rode a phenomenal race um, there at Glendale on Saturday. Um, we just was looking at the podium for for the folks that are going to watch this on YouTube. You saw Joe Shimoda up there for the very first time. Um, mm-hmm. Levi was second, and and RJ first. So, um, yeah, I, it's, dude, it's it's close race. It's 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 you know it's it's really good to see those two finally, um, you know, really being uh, a player. And what I mean, player consistency every weekend. That's that's one thing that these yep. that the lights guys tend to to um or the 250 guys tend to um you know have some issues is with the day in and day out of 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 racing every weekend but they're showing up every weekend levi himself and rj so this thing's gonna go down to the down to the end and 
and I'm yeah. it, it, I'm stoked. It's gonna be it's gonna be one good championship fight. Yeah, you got three. Yeah, you got three great guys. Uh, three three riders, very similar uh, in speed. We're looking at a points right here, uh, and yeah. you can see Jordan Smith is behind four points, and then RJ uh, is only behind five points. Uh, most the biggest thing I think I would give RJ Hampshire the. Uh, even though he's five points out of the lead, I would give him the benefit right now only because he won. Uh, mm. He did it in dominating fashion. They got five weeks off. So uh, I give the momentum to RJ. He was definitely class of the field. He was picture perfect. And what I think was a pretty, uh, pretty important race mentally. Um, and, and there was a lot of pressure on that, that, that race. So these guys, to your point, it's going to be great. Um, uh, if you haven't, if, if you are at a monster energy supercross, go over to the uh, monster energy star racing Yamaha team and check out their boxo USA setup. uh, for our boxo breakdown this, this week, we're going to talk about, um, um, Jordan Smith and his mistakes and what led to eventually we'll get to our uh, Dunlop segment, due diligence segment. But uh, go uh, go check out Boxo. Check out their website, boxousa.com. Uh, great company. Uh, we talked about it, whether you're uh, off-road, you, know, you got boat stuff, dude, they got tool bags uh, that for off-road, boating, you name it. So uh, you can kind of do uh, order things a la carte for your uh, moto boxes also. Uh, I have a moto box there. Check it out. Uh, RV, we need to get you dialed as well. Right. Uh, but the boxo breakdown. So you got Jordan Smith in there. Okay. He was in the lead, right? I believe he was in the lead. Um, yeah. And he, did he, 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 uh, yeah, this is yeah, watching in the lead the coming onto the start straight here through the sand and right here just pushes the front. Look how, see how it's like literally he was on ice. The bike didn't do anything weird. It just started to slide front and rear all together kind of at the same yeah, time. Drift. Yep. And then just, um, you know, went down. Like that's one of those very critical areas. I can remember Randy Lawrence, my trainer as, a, as, as on, on the, in the 250 class and then also yep. held in the 450 class. That was one thing they always said, do not let your guard down at Phoenix because of the material, because of the dirt. It's a track that can bite you, like just jump up and bite you. And that was one of those things. Come out of the sand. And we see right-hander into the sand, does his normal deal here, jumps in, lands, and all of a sudden it's just the bike just goes away. Um, you know, and, and that uh, that right there was was uh, was a – That was the start. In the race, man, he was he, he had a nice little gap on, on RJ, and uh, yep. it was gone. Dude. went away. So let me ask you this. He did the exact same thing in practice. So does that make that slip up even worse? Like, hey, dude, what are you thinking? Is that is that one of those moments for you if you're coaching Jordan? I mean, I definitely would be if I if I definitely would be pissed for sure um, of of a mistake happening twice, yeah. um, especially there. You know, I think yes, I know it's very easy to make those mistakes, but because of how slippery it is, you should be on your game there at all times, yeah. like trying to have the tire as planted as possible, not use the edge of the tire too much, maybe even change up your at your exit out of this turn and get back to the right more instead of going straight down into the inside to give yourself a little to where you don't have to lean it over as far and lean it over as far. And what I mean by that is so you can get more of the round part of the tire on the ground, more of the meat of the tire on the ground. So you have the traction, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, 
total bummer. That was his. That was the first of of the mistake that there that really caused caused uh, some havoc for him because he other up until then he had a nice little gap on those guys and was riding well. RV and then you know like then one once that happens so then the worst case for Jordan right is that he he's got Levi right behind him and RJ right behind him those guys were you know not far in the pack so the two guys that are is in it for the championship is now they pass you so then you feel like there's some desperation mode and then it just manifests at that point so go go for it <clears throat> yeah i mean look this is big big topic this will probably be the biggest topic of the night here where yeah. <clears throat> where he jumps onto the tabletop there doesn't see doesn't see the lights um you know where jordan mm-hmm. jumps on and luckily levi didn't move in any right right or left direction um he just mm-hmm. clips the bike there goes off wasn't that gnarly of a crash. It wasn't too nasty, but still we have the lights circled for the folks watching. Um, they are yellow on when you are on the field, when you are down on the field, they are yellow. It shows like on TV, on camera, on YouTube right now with what we see, they do have a hint of red, but when you are down on the field um, and on the floor of that stadium, those lights are, are, are yellow. And back to that, these riders go to riders meeting every morning and look, I've never read through the rule book at AMA, never have, never will. Um, there's key things that you need to know about. On, man. Yeah. No, I'll be honest. You don't want to do some light reading, bro. Yeah. No, no, I'm not no light reading. That's for the team manager. That was for Dan Fahey. Read that, read up the book. So um, is we only have red cross or meaning red lights on yeah. the face of each triple right? That is the rule. That's where those are. Any of these rest of these lights are Ricky. There you go ahead. Go read that off. Yeah, here we go. So white flag with red cross or red flashing lights, this flag or a red flashing light may be displayed at the beginning of a triple jump or a series of jumps that indicate a potentially hazardous situation on or near the racetrack, near the racetrack, in an area that may not be clearly visible to oncoming riders. Three, until the rider is clear of the incident, two, uh, yeah, so throw her back up there. I can't read that fast. Okay, passing is, okay, until the rider is clear of the incident, passing is prohibited. Riders must tra- uh, traverse all obstacles individually. Absolutely no double, triple, step on, off, etc. Riders must exercise extreme caution and not race or accelerate in an unsafe manner. That's the there. There you go. Okay. Now another one. Section D. Yellow flag or yellow flashing lights. What what the what RV was talking about where Jordan crashed indicates a potentially hazardous situation on or near the racetrack. This includes the siding or cool down laps. Riders must exercise caution. Passing is allowed. Okay. So, so hold up, hold, hold up one second. So going back to Jordan Smith on the boxo breakdown. So he he falls down, right? And then now it's desperation mode, in my opinion. He's got the two guys in front of him right? RJ and Levi. So now you want to get by these guys. So you're probably riding on the edge. You want to get by these dudes. Okay. And then, you know, get back into the lead of where, of where you were when you're doing that and you're having to ride on the edge, things happen. Maybe lacks lapse of concentration, 
and you know you put yourself in a position that you don't want to be in to where you're I, I wouldn't call that desperation rv what he was doing but it's just it's it's not it's it's not where he was when he, he he was landing. So as far as a breakdown goes, and the mistakes and what led up to that was uh, that that initial crash that he did in the same thing in practice. <clears throat> yep, yep. And look, these guys, uh, I I always took from back to the lights. This was a topic, big topic, like we like we're talking about right now. Like we see, uh, yep. is there's only the red cross lights or red lights on the triple faces, and as a racer you know that anything is anything is free game unless you see a red cross flag or those red lights those pillars that we just saw on the takeoff of that triple those have lights in it so that being said um yes it's a little bizarre to me that uh that even levi were to to slow down to slow down and, and not jump that because in also like when you read through the rules you're allowed to jump on uh, a, a caution flag. That's what it's used for. It, that means it's caution. We're professionals. Um, they obviously don't want you jumping on any red lights or red cross flags just for the safety of medical crew or um, the safety of, of the other riders. But in our professional racing, everything is free game except for those two um, scenarios, red lights or or red cross flag. And like I said, it looked a little red in this film. That's just the camera. That's just the, what the, the camera is showing. But when you are down on the floor, it is, um, it is yellow. So yeah, do your homework guys as racers. Um, that is your job to know where you can <clears throat> make up time. For instance, can you imagine right there? If Jordan would have been more on his toes and, uh, anticipating maybe something that happened, um, being able to make a, a, a quicker decision while Levi goes double and then rolls the tabletop. Here comes Jordan triples on and off boom, right back into second place. Um, yep. totally so here's, capable of doing that. Yep. So here's uh we're watching the replay and now we can kind of, kind of break it down. So, um, assuming, and then I'm using the telestrator and trying to show, like, I thought that the l lights are red. I think that you could say from a TV uh, standpoint, they look red. And, yep. uh, so that, that's why I said that like right there to me. And I'm thinking, you guys got to remember, like, this is in the moment. These guys are still racing. There was not a red flag situation. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, oh man, like, uh, you know, look, the, the, uh, the red lights are flashing. I did not know that they were not, um, the, the red lights were not displayed through rhythm sections and that they were only displayed on the, uh, triple faces should, me being an analyst, should I have known that exact rule? Of course, uh, of course, I should have known it. Uh, I will take personal responsibility for not knowing the exact rule, but I am like RV. I've never written the rule book, the written the whole rule book. I've only written uh, read sections of it. Uh, this leads us to the Dunlop due diligence section of the uh, of the podcast. Uh, Dunlop, thank you very much. Uh, they are a new partner this year. For season two of Title 24, and we're glad to have them on board. Uh, I bet they were the, the riders are asking a lot out of the Dunlop tires uh, this weekend. Uh, Glendale notorious for um, lack of grip, so having Dunlop tires on your motorcycle is certainly going to be a, a help, no doubt. And it just leads us into what we've been talking about in the red flag situations. Uh, as you said, RV, uh, the red flags are only display or the red 
flashing lights are only displayed on triple faces. Yes. Uh, not in the rhythm lanes. So uh, when we were on TV, if we could roll this uh, replay of what happened with Levi and Jordan, we're on. I'm on the. I'm on the the broadcast. I'm looking. I'm like, okay, that that light looks red to me. I did not know that. Um, I should have known that. I will be briefed on some more of the the rules. Uh, nevertheless, um, RV, you talk about it. What like when when they're at the riders meeting mm-hmm. and you're going over red cross flags do they still go over red cross flags and and blinking lights and and all that fun stuff at every rider's I mean, meeting I, I, in the procedure look, it's been a little it's been a little time for me that, that I've been at a riders meeting but as far as I'm con- that's concerned yes I believe they do and 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 100% they do at Anaheim 1 right um once once these guys get the 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 whole tutorial at and after you know at Anaheim 1 now as uh, from the rest of the races on um it's it's a little more of a hangout session and and um you know having your coffee down there at at riders meeting but yes they do run through all of those and here's the other thing if you are if you're not that versed on it, get versed on it. If you don't know exactly what the this means or that means, or you really want to, you know, dig into it, because the penalty is big. You jump on a red cross, it's a big penalty. You cannot afford um, to have that. For instance, in that scenario, if that were to be a red cross scenario in that rhythm section, Jordan Smith would be under major scrutiny right now and be docked positions, potentially points. Um, and that would be catastrophic for his, um, championship, championship right. Yep. His championship yep. hopes at that point, um, mm-hmm. not out of the, out of the scenario, but this, these two fifty guys we're coming down to, there's only a few races left. So every point counts. So that being said, do your due diligence, know what the, what the, what the lights mean and where they're at on the track and um, scared of jumping on that, you know, um, because he wasn't sure. Well, to me that you need to know what that means, because if, uh, you would have gotten landed on by Jordan Smith, that that could have been his championship yeah. hopes over, over a yeah. stupid mistake by, uh, not really kind of knowing the rule. Yeah. And, and, and so for the record, yes, uh, they do, uh, they do, uh, they send out a, uh, an email, uh, and, and are briefed on it before, uh, before each rider briefing. So they, all the rules are clear, uh, each and every weekend again, before, uh, before the rider briefing via email at each round. Um, so I, I, you know what I will say, even though in this instance, Levi, um, Levi, not knowing maybe exactly how the situation was, if you don't know the situation, and I was talking to somebody about this this morning, if you don't know, because I've been in this situation before, and this is why I'm sharing this story, is I would, I would err on the side of caution. So if, if I wasn't sure about what to do with the Red Cross situation, I would make sure that I wasn't going to be penalized, even if uh, I was going above and beyond, like what Levi's doing right there. So he's looking, he's like, oh, what, what should I do? I don't really know. Rather than saying, oh, it's yellow right here. I'm good to go. There's no red cross flags. I can let it eat, you know? So 
I, he erred on the side of caution. I appreciate him for doing that. I think that's the smart thing to do if you don't know exactly. Uh, but at the end, uh, exactly what the rule is. But at the end of the day, RV, I back you. You better, if you don't know all of them, you better know those rules uh, 120%, right? Like, there's too much on the line. Nail, yep, there's too much on the line. There's, there's, there's a championship on the line. There's all these points. There's all this bonus money. There's just too, you can't afford to have a mistake like that. That's for That's respect. right. So the Dunlop due diligence section of Title 24 today is, you know what? The riders need to do their due diligence, not RV and, and myself. Um, so it is clear, though, like I, I'm, I'm glad now. So in a, in a rhythm lane situation, we all know that the lights are not red. If, so if you see a flashing light, they are yellow. Let it eat unless you see the red cross flag in a rhythm section. If you see the red cross flag in a rhythm section, you best be rolling through there. And if you're not right. sure where you need – where you, if it's past the rider when you can re- resume normal um, speed, I would give it another couple jumps just for security. Would you, RV? Yeah, yeah. No, you got to definitely um... – but look, AMA does a pretty good job at the Red Cross flag. I will be on be be uh, honest about that. I think um, it's all just there's there's a little bit of discrepancy out there. But yeah, err on the side of caution. But you shouldn't have to err that much because you should know the rule and know where you can jump. And there's only two reasons why you cannot jump and pass: red lights or red cross flag. And that is it. Other than that, it's free gaming in this professional racing. Yeah, and yep, absolutely. There you go ebay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own led headlights spoilers whatever you need ebay motors has it at affordable prices and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply do you want a beautiful lawn Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Good stuff. Hey, uh, as far as uh, smoking Joe, were you impressed? Do you think it's too late? I mean, I know he was on the Oh, podium. I mean, uh, yes, what it's too late. smoking Joe? Yep, he's uh, points wise, just in general, is just too far out. You know, um, we're coming down to, uh, you know, well, races yeah. are winding down, and he's just not going to have enough time to make up the gaps that he has on three different riders, right? If it was one rider, you could maybe hope for a major mistake, a mechanical, and get yourself back in the in in the title fight. But you know, with the with the three that we have, you're not going to have three mechanicals. You're not going to have three major mistakes. So yeah, I think he's he's technically out of it. Um, mm-hmm. They need to really figure out. Uh, he needs to figure out um, himself. He needs to put himself in better race race positions. I might think that's the biggest thing that we've seen. Um, Joe's a very talented rider. 
um, you know, is, is, is one of the best, you know, supercross riders out there in, in the 250 class. But when you start where you start and you are maybe a little timid, like he can be when he's around that many people, um, these, some of these guys are just going for it, right? They don't care if you're Joe Shimoda, if you're Levi Kitchen, who you are They're if they smell blood in the water or see it, they're, they're going to, they're going to put those moves on you. Um, yep. you know, I think that he's struggling with getting that motorcycle off the line. Um, I don't think it's the fastest motorcycle out there compared to star and, and pro circuit. um, star being the leader PC, I think made up some closed the gap in between what star had last year on the PC motorcycles. Um, and I think Honda's in, trailing that. And I think that's what you see. I think Honda's probably like the fourth fastest, right? I think the KTM, the Husky, those are, those are, those are even potentially better than, than what he's on it. And what I mean by is just, and it's not at this level, it's not, I'm not saying the Honda is bad. I think the Honda is a very good motorcycle, but what I am saying that half a percent, 1% on, on the line, and you don't absolutely execute your start perfect you're not going to be in the game when when somebody else has two horsepower on you or a horse and a half and and they just do it they do an okay start and they got a better motorcycle a faster motorcycle than you then it puts you in a tough scenario it puts you back you back gets uh pushed against the wall and you have to perform 100 perfect every time and as we know that's hard to do uh, before we get to a, a question, uh, Nate Thrasher, gnarly crash. Uh, I did talk to a team member over at the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha, but dude, this was gnarly. Uh, I believe he was in third gear, from what I have heard, and you know how it is, uh, RV. Just if he wasn't yep. in second and he was in third gear, um, you just you end up blowing through the face of the jump, and you don't get the lift that you needed. Hated to see that. Uh, I think he's going to be. Uh, he was all right. Um, uh, is what I heard. So that's, that's yeah, that was, dude, that was brutal. That he, was I mean, brutal. honestly, he got lucky. Um, he's, he's very, very lucky that, that Nate was the trajectory of where he flew off was in between, um, in between lanes. If yep. he would have landed in that same position on his butt lower back area on, on track, um, Let's or not on, even talk on track that, on top dude. of a jump, um let's I, not I, even I, talk about, let's not even that do that have been yeah worst. exactly so um was very lucky that he ended up being off the track but yeah what to, to our our point of what we were talking about earlier in the show with that long rhythm section and adding the quad in you know the, those jumps already were those jumps were already kind of gnarly right like it was yeah they're 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 steep they're they're big they're tall um so when you make one mistake just like that you know it you case it and he and he you can get away with a a decent case but he just had too much of his motorcycle on the front side of that jump um yeah you can see right there pow like his i mean only only his front wheel hit the tip of the jump exactly and the back was way low on the takeoff there and and look, they got stiff suspension. They got all the best stuff to to try to combat all that stuff. But when you're going that speed and and you have that inertia behind you and you case something like that, and and man, it's like concrete. Those jumps are not soft. So yeah, um, he's gonna be all right. Yeah, he's gonna be all right. Yeah, he's gonna uh, he's got a bone bruise and a, a concussion. Uh, so I'm sure he'll go protocol. But he's got five weeks off. But good to see that, uh, you know, outside of the concussion, glad nothing nothing was broken. Uh, Preston Harvey, 98. Do red flags rule need to be updated? 
Lots of restarts in Glendale. None for Detroit 250, Maine. Uh, I mean, I think that red flag rules are, are pretty good. I think sometimes I, and listen, I need to do some due diligence. I don't even know that there is a specific rule for red flag. I think, you know, it's situational. Um, so do you, I, I think like full start or, um, staggered start. What do you, what do you think if it's a red flag situation? That's a, that is a tough scenario, right? The red flag and, and restarting a race because it totally changes the trajectory of, of the race and can change the outcome of, of the mm-hmm. race too. But it's it's a tough scenario. Nobody wants to AMA, MUI, no anybody involved wants, nobody wants to pull the red flag. Um, but there's scenarios out there and you, nothing is, you know, you're not going to get those scenarios printed out for you. It's going to be, you know, it's all on the fly. You're shooting from the hip when you pull that thing. Right. Because it's like, it's a split second decision when you decide. So, um, yeah. yes, could and it affects so way. much. It affects it so many yeah. other things too. Yep, exactly. So to, to your, to the, to the question for the fans perspective, could it be refined? Yeah, potentially be, be refined, but look, the last, thing they want to do is pull a red flag it screws with the with the racing the outcome it puts them delayed on time because when they're live live television yeah it's a nightmare parts yeah it's a nightmare for tv rv as you know i mean you've been you've been there especially the stuff you were dealing with rdl dude if you get one hiccup um yeah it just it is an absolute nightmare from a production standpoint as far as live television goes uh yeah i think that that's a tough one i mean i think it, here's the thing like as far as redoing it rv i think if if it's rather a full restart like everybody lined up versus staggered i think it's situational uh, i yep. think if if they make it to where all right if the red flag's thrown we are going everybody single fire it's it's going to it's going to piss someone off you know, there's unfortunately there's going to be uh, someone is going to be upset about it. I don't know that there's anything. I don't know that there's a perfect answer. I think we'd have to look at the data and see exactly. uh, what. Right. I think we'd have to look at some kind of data. That is a good question. Uh, Preston, thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, I just like kind of RV and I are saying, dude, I, I don't know that there's a perfect answer for it. And, right and you're saying you can you can re-rack them and you can stagger start them. I mean, as a racer. Um, if I'm leading, I'm pissed that we get re-racked. Yeah. Um, I'm right. stoked that we're single file. But if I'm racing and I'm in 15th place because I fell or I got a bad start and, I, and I'm a front runner, then I'm stoked I get a restart. So, But from from me sitting here in, in my office and, and, and as a fan, um, I think after a certain amount of laps, like five or six or eight laps, I know that there's, there is a threshold in there where they, where they go from stagger to gate. Um, but if I'm, if I'm, you know, the racer X racer sitting on the couch, I would say stagger start probably 90% of the time, because that hopefully doesn't change the, the outcome of the race as, as, as yeah. much, um, yes, yeah. yes, it brings them closer together. Everybody is, is now is, is interlocked, but you're not, you're not subject to a, a bad start, a whole nother gate drop. And maybe you pulled the whole shot moto or the race one. And then the restart, you're, you're 10th, right? So like Jorgensen, like Jorgensen, dude, yep. was in the lead, he's going to the main event and then pow, dude, yep. you have the, you, you have the red flag. They do the restart to your point. And then dude, he gets jammed up. He he couldn't even finish his uh, handlebar was uh, jammed in, but then, in someone's yep. I can't remember whose bike it was uh jammed up in and yep so to your point 
There you go. Uh, Heart Kid 44, how hard is it to regroup after a red flag restart? Uh, I hated it. I think because, you know, you, you just have to get back into the mindset and you, you're out of your groove, especially if you were leading. Dude, it sucks. How do you do it? You just got to uh, – how hard is it? You, it? It's pretty hard because, yeah, it's like, also, like – it's, um, it's also all situational. Uh, it's based on, you know, if you're having a, a hell of a race and you're feeling yep. it, you're, you're, you're pissed. You're bummed, right? You're like, dude, I got to get back in the groove. Then it mm-hmm. gives – I feel like it gives second and third um, uh, yep. a, a chance again. But if you're second and third um, and you got James winning, for example, in my scenario or, or Dunge winning, I can see, okay, now here's my, here's my time to shine. Look, we're going to restart um, if it's staggered or re-racking. I think it plays, uh, it plays into the guy in second and third's favor um, then it does the guy leading because if you're the guy leading and you get the restart, you have to you put get the flag pulled to restart. You're kind of like no matter what, you're kind of you're bummed. You are you're bummed. But if yeah, you're the guy, oh, yeah, dude, you're so bummed. Exactly. If you're second, third, or fourth, you're like, wow, okay, I I I can put. I'm going to put myself in a better position, hopefully, and uh, you know have something to say about it. So before before we get to the uh, quad lock question of the week, which is going to be absolutely awesome this week, uh, I do, I'm trying to think, dude, I like of a red flag scenario that I had in my career. And I and there let's put it this way. Other than the motocross of nations in 1998, where they just ended the race completely. There was no restart <laughs> because it was it was raining so oh, bad. Was we're at Fox Fox Hills, Hills, bro. Fox yeah. Hills, I remember we were lined up and it was like myself, DV was there, Vielman, and we were all lined up in this corner and there's this massive hill, right? And you come out of this right-hander and this huge hill and dudes are just scattered on it, RV. And you could, they're like, we're just stopped looking at each other. And then we saw this marshal running across the field and he's got the red flag waving. I was like, thank God, because we're just sitting here parked in a corner where there was nowhere for us to go. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever been in a red flag, uh, quad lock question of the week. Uh, quad lock is a, is a fabulous, um, supporter of title 24. Um, if you haven't checked them out, go check them out at quadlockcase.com. They've been doing this, uh, this segment, uh, since the inception of title 24 and we're glad to have them on. Uh, my, my case came in handy today, uh, with my bike mount and my, uh, on my on my road bike i got a small little one i posted one on the instagram the other day so check out quad lock um i think you will be surprised but the winner of the quad lock question of the week this week is j king 431 j king 431 asks why is there no riders union and why have all attempts to start uh and why have all attempts to start one failed uh so Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a big topic. Jay King, by the way, King Kings Island, um, local buddy from up home, sent that one in. So, oh, really? Yeah, Sick, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to ride arena cross with him. Um, he's from Monroe, uh, Washington. Ah, so, uh, that's yeah, why. Send the question wanting. in, bro. Send the question in. So he got it in there. The nice. writers' union, man. Um, interesting topic, dude. Come on, dude. What you got? Um, I think. Uh, I'd love to see it happen. I think we should have one. Um, you know, I, there's been multiple attempts, like like uh, like he had said. I re- I remember myself sitting in a meeting um, at, at end of the season in Vegas. Uh, there, I think there was about 
over half of the field um, from privateers all the way up to to myself. Chad, Kevin was there. You guys um, didn't invite me. Yeah, you know, I, it just what it didn't happened? go anywhere. You know, where's it didn't in, go anywhere. Where, where's my Where's my freaking Where's your invite? invite? Yeah, you were already retired. There was no There was no riders. Oh, this is current riders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, look, I think we do need to have one to some extent. Um, the other thing I I will say is 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 um, I do think Feld, Prater, um, you know, Dirtworks, everybody really does try to keep everybody happy. Um, you know, so I don't, I, do I think there is a place for it? Yes. I think there's a place for it. Uh, um, how do we get it going? I, I'm not really 100% sure. I mean, everybody's, I don't know about everybody's heard this story, but it's just like the story of when the lights went out at, at in Vegas, right? All the riders yep. stood back and said, Hey, I'm not racing. Everybody raise your hand. Let's not all, let's not race. Let's put our foot down. Um, we're not going on with the show. Um, and this is where riders union would work very, very well. If you're part of the union, you got to stand with your guys. Um, but we had, uh, or not we, cause I wasn't racing then, but the story was, is there was a couple riders that went out and raced. And then it was like, once one domino started to fall, they all went out there because there's money on the line. They're still paying, even though there was no lights, was it safe? No, it wasn't safe. A lot of them didn't race it, but there were still some out there that did, um, I don't know. I think our sport needs it, but I, somebody's going to have to head it up. And the biggest thing is too, is Feld needs to uh, want to have one too. want to work with the riders union. But as you yeah. add another, you add another, um, you add another chief inside of there, you know, you need, you need more Indians than you do chiefs. So um, that can be tough getting another player involved, um, you know, to, to have to work with. I think um, for when you guys were trying to put one together, and I remember that uh, time when you guys were doing that. Yeah, my opinion is you got the, you didn't have enough leverage, and what I mean by that is you guys did like the television wasn't live, so you know, like okay, you're not going to compete. Television, big deal. You know, you're yep. not. It wasn't live television, so like if you now fast forward, we have live TV. And you, you, so the riders have 10 times more leverage, like, all right, yep. people are tuning in to watch the best guys. I think RV with, um, with all due respect to other people who have tried to develop series, um, and, and, and I wouldn't even call it leagues, but like championships or what have yep. you, uh, if you don't have the best riders, I don't think that our fans are going to turn up for the sport. And that's probably the case in a lot of sports. They want to see the best athletes. Um, we can, we, they want to see the best athletes compete. So I think that now with live television, now you have something to stand on because like, all right, you guys don't want to pl- march our beat. We're not racing. We're not racing this week. And you don't tell them, you don't tell them until it's time to go on air. And then all you, all the riders leave. I think you yep. can do that. So now you ha- now the riders have that leverage. Yep, uh, and I think leverage is something you need, but also too doing it. Somebody that heads up this riders' union um, and needs to make sure that it's done the proper way, you know, because right. we don't want to hurt the sport um, nope. by not showing up and by by doing that, right? So you don't want to make these. You don't want to shoot from the hip. These need to be very calculated decisions. If there is. Um, a, a debate of, of something we, that as a writer, you want something changed um, or if it's more money for more purse money from, from AMA. 
Pension. Um, I think retirement pension would be big. Yep, exactly. So is there the funds there? I don't know. I'm not in the nitty gritty of it. Um, All these things are great topics to to definitely throw on a whiteboard and see where where we can how we can improve this. Every what we do in our sport is 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 we need to try to improve it and make it better for for these guys. That's right. Um, And and like you said, either some type of retirement or 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 um, or good insurance. Exactly. Insurance. So I, I think there's definitely a topic there that needs to happen um, sooner than later, um, but it needs to be also done the right way and very calculated. Yeah. And, and to, to and, and RV brings up a great point, dude. It's not like having a writer's union. It, it, it can be done in the right way and not to tick off the, uh, the promoters or, or, or the broadcast, you know, like it, it could be done in a right way that could be positive for everyone and the outcome be more positive rather than negative for everyone involved. I don't think that anyone wants to go into a relationship and, and, and piss off, you know, Feld or, 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 or NBC, like I just, think, right. Yeah. And I think the big thing, Ricky, is just really being able to have more of a voice than just on Saturday, right? Like, right. you know, more of a voice, um, than just with the track or, you know, Hey, that's unsafe here. We should do this. We should do that. Like really sitting down and having somebody head up the writer's union that goes to Florida, that goes and sits in these meetings and figures out how they can, how they can improve it all yeah. the way around, improve it for Feld, right. improve it for AMA and improve it. Number one for the athletes. I right. personally think that, you know, without the athletes, there's no show. So we kind of sit at the top of the uh, top of the totem pole for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But we need to have, like I said, we need to have somebody in there that fits that position that, that knows mm-hmm. um, that knows the sport very well. And that wants to ultimately grow it for the, the next generations on down the line. Yeah, I do. Um, and then one, one other thing uh, that, that makes it tough to have a writer's union also is you have to, to consider is uh, all these writers are independent contractors. Uh, so you mm-hmm. can't really compare it to stick and ball sports. Uh, that's a completely another topic of what, what, what another challenge would be. So uh, uh, that's a great question, um, Jay King. Um, I appreciate uh I'm glad you got up with RV and sent the question in, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, bro. That's awesome. I think it, it's a good one. Um, well, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you um, get up with him, and and so he. Yeah, slide into up. the DMs, uh, Joel, and we'll get you the, we'll get you the, we'll get you the goodies, buddy. That was a good uh, episode. Hey, everybody, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to be answering a lot of questions, and we're working hard to get Austin Forkner on. Hopefully, he'll, he will join us. He'll be coming to his second round, that 250 West, or, uh, East Coast uh, round in Arlington. Love going to Arlington RV. That would be cool if we get uh, Austin on. And, and like I said, oh, we'll yeah. – uh, We'll rip through a lot of the um, we'll rip through a lot of questions uh, that uh, you great fans have, right? That's right. Yeah, we'll try to get through them, and it'll be good. We'll be able to expand a little bit more with him, and uh, you know, really kind of dig into the nitty gritty of what's changed him, and uh, yeah. brought him up to the top top step. And and man, the consistency seems to be there. We'll see. Uh, I'm hoping to see that at, at Dallas again. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, thank you to all of our great partners. As always, uh, United Motorsports, Quadlot Case, Boxo USA, and uh, Dunlop, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for all the fan engagement. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, uh, if you want to watch us, uh, you want to view it and not listen to us, you can always watch it. Uh, We're on demand 
video version is available on demand at uh, Motorsports on NBC's YouTube page. And then, of course, uh, on Peacock as well. You can watch watch us there. And then uh, we're across all of the uh, podcast uh, platforms. So uh, whichever podcast platform you use, make sure you download uh, our episode. We'd be extremely grateful for that. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, as always, for, for all the support. We appreciate you. RV. That's right. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you soon. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.